It's time to sing your heart out. The show don't stop. <laughs> the show must go on. But always be aware of your surroundings. Good evening, girls. I'm Miss Thornhill. I trust Enid has given you the old nevermore welcome. She's been smothering me with hospitality. I hope to return the favor in her sleep. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch the rest of this Thanksgiving week, Wednesday, November 23rd through Sunday, November 27th. We're counting down the top five must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings star Simu Liu is firing back at Martin Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino, the latter of which is the latest to criticize the Marvel franchise. On the Two Bears, One Cave podcast, Tarantino shot down the idea of ever directing a Marvel movie, saying that the Marvelization of Hollywood has ruined cinema. Well, on social media, Liu shot back, saying in part, quote, If the only gatekeepers to movie stardom came from Tarantino and Scorsese, I would never have had the opportunity to lead a $400 million-plus movie. I am in awe of their filmmaking genius. They are transcendent auteurs, but they don't get to point their nose at me or anyone. Liu commended Marvel for its diverse storytelling, which hasn't always been the case throughout the studio's own history, saying in another tweet, quote, No movie studio is or ever will be perfect, but I'm proud to work with one that has made sustained efforts to improve diversity on screen by creating heroes that empower and inspire people of all communities everywhere. He continued, I loved the Golden Age too, but it was wide as hell. You can read more of Liu's comments at EW.com. Ice Cube says he lost out on a $9 million film role over his refusal to get the COVID-19 vaccine. On a new episode of the Million Dollars Worth of Game podcast, the actor and rapper said, quote, I turned down a movie because I didn't want to get the mother jab. I turned down $9 million. I didn't want to get the jab. that jab. y'all for trying to make me get it. I don't know how Hollywood feels about me right now. Cube doesn't refer to the film project in question, but reports that he departed Sony comedy Oh Hell No after declining a request from producers to get vaccinated made headlines last year. The film, which would have co-starred Jack Black, was set to shoot in Hawaii and required the cast to get vaccinated, which apparently Cube said Oh Hell No to. Film Independent announced its nominations for the Spirit Awards and Everything Everywhere All at Once leads all movies with eight nods, followed closely by the musical epic Tar with seven nominations and the family drama After Sun. This year, the acting categories are gender neutral and all three film's lead actors, Michelle Yeoh, Kate Blanchett, and Paul Meskel, are in the running for Best Lead Performance, which also includes Regina Hall for her work in Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul, Mia Goth in Pearl, and Taylor Russell for Bones and All. Directed by Sarah Polly, Women Talking will receive this year's Robert Altman Award, which is given to a film's director, casting director, and its ensemble cast. The drama features performances by Jesse Buckley, Claire Foy, Rooney Mara, Francis McDormand, Michelle McLeod, Ben Wishaw, and more. You can check out the full list of nominees and get more on all of these stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more at EW.com. Well, folks, in case you missed the memo or all the decorations in stores, the holiday season is officially here, which means gatherings with family and friends, eating delicious food, and scouring the galaxy to find the perfect gift for someone special. Well, 
that last one at least only applies to our number five pick, the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Star-Lord, aka Peter Quill, is feeling down and lonely, missing Gamora a little extra since the holidays are right around the corner on Earth. Now, Mantis has an idea to travel to Earth with Drax in the hopes of finding the perfect Christmas gift to cheer up Peter. Drax comes up with the genius plan to kidnap who he calls the legendary Kevin Bacon and bring him back to Peter as a gift to make this Christmas the best one yet. On the set of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, director James Gunn told Kevin Feige that he wanted to do a holiday special. Here's the cast and crew discussing how it all came together. "'Twas the night before Christmas, on a set lit so bright, a director was planning an awesome delight to make a Marvel special with some holiday fun. That man was none other than director James Gunn. It is the very first thing ever conceived from Marvel Studios for Disney+. Plus. It's a fantastic story, vomited from the brain of a mad genius. And action! On the set of Volume 2, James Gunn said, we should do a holiday special. Merry Christmas! We all had a laugh, we thought that would be great. And then they wrote it, like three days. The holiday special, it's like awesome. This has been a real joyful shoot because I get to work with a lot of people I really love. I think audiences are really going to be excited. It's probably going to be played every year for the rest of our lives. Kevin Bacon. You're coming with us as a Christmas present. Well, all of your favorite Guardians characters will be back to spread some holiday cheer, including Nebula, Kraglin, Cosmo, Rocket, and, of course, Groot. You can watch the out-of-the-world premiere of the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special streaming Friday on Disney+. You can blame it on the juice because we're feeling good as hell, and it's about damn time to live it up. Our number four pick is the premiere of Love, Lizzo, the new HBO Max documentary that tells the story of international pop superstar Lizzo and her sometimes difficult but always honest rise to fame. We see her humble beginnings as a child who loved music, her struggles with getting signed to a record label as a plus-size black female rapper, and how, when she broke through in the industry, she decided to help others reach their full potential by just being herself. Here's a preview. No matter what part of my story you come in at, I'm always chasing the music. Y'all have no idea how close I was to this not being a thing. When I was a little girl, I would write these pop songs, but I didn't have the confidence in my voice. Oh, look at Melissa trying to be shy. How am I supposed to love somebody else when I don't Nobody was trying to sign a fat black girl that rapped and sang and played the flute. It took so much hard work to get to where I am today, but I found my voice. Now, when people see me on stage, they see themselves. gave me the opportunity to be who I am. To be 
don't stop. <laughs> the show must go on. Are you ready to be loved? See all the private moments behind the pop star that started a movement. Love Lizzo is streaming Thursday on HBO Max. It all comes down to the final battle on our next pick, the season finale of Andor. The Star Wars series follows Cassian Andor, played by Diego Luna, before the events of Rogue One. The rebellion against the Empire is growing, and over the season we've seen how Andor has become the rebel he was destined to be. Now, officers from the ISB and the Empire show no signs of backing down as they both strive to hold power over the entire galaxy. Andy Serkis's character Kino Loy plays a large role in Andor's journey to his rebel status. Take a listen as Serkis dives deeper into his character. Kino Loy. He's the day shift manager of the factory prison. Keep it going! The 49 men in this room answer to me. Everyone's sort of heard rumors. The rebel activity. People must be talking about it. I don't know anything about it. Until we know what's going on. Kino has that belief system that he needs to survive. What happened on level two? You want to keep your men in line? What happened down on two? Once the dawning realization comes down on him... Tell them! Tell him! No one is getting out! Immediately starts to think, we've got to do something about this. I'd rather die trying to take them down than die giving them what they want. Let's make it look good. You can catch the season finale of Andor streaming now on Disney+. It's trivia time. The Adams Family got their start all the way back in 1938 when cartoonist Charles Adams began publishing cartoons of the macabre family in The New Yorker. Many films and TV series have come and gone portraying the creepy and kooky nature of The Adams. now with the newest edition being Tim Burton's Wednesday. More on that in just a minute. Jenna Ortega plays the titular Wednesday Adams in the new series, but she follows in the footsteps of several other young actresses who've played the gothic young girl. So, who was the first actress to portray Wednesday Adams in a TV series or movie? Lisa Loring, Christina Ricci, or Nicole Fugere? Stick around for the answer and our top two picks. What to watch? We'll be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, editor-in-chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Comedian Amber Ruffin started out as a writer on Late Night with Seth Meyers, where she also made occasional appearances, but now she hosts her own Peacock show, aptly named The Amber Ruffin Show. She'll be hosting the Countdown to Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade special on NBC and Peacock, airing tonight at 8. She's busy, no question, but we had to wonder, Amber Ruffin, what you watching? 
is Amber Ruffin, and here is what I'm watching. This is the truth. I watch Big Mouth. I know it's a cartoon. I can't help it. That show is hilarious. I watch White Lotus. I can't help it. That show is hilarious, too. Um, I watch Ebbett Elementary because I'm in love with Quinta. And I watch House Hunters because I'm a human being on planet Earth. And my favorite show of all, The Amber Ruffin Show. Yay! And that's what I watch. I love you. Get your snapping fingers ready, folks, because it's time for the return of The Addams Family. Netflix's new series, Wednesday, follows the titular Wednesday Addams, now a teenager, as she attends Nevermore Academy, a school for outcasts. And she's not there too long before she discovers there's a supernatural mystery afoot. Nevermore was created as a safe haven for our children to learn and to grow, no matter who or what they are. Should we meet your new roommate? Are you feeling okay? You look a little pale. Please excuse Wednesday. She's allergic to color. Oh, wow. What happens to you? I break out into hives and then the flesh peels off my bones. Jenna Ortega takes on the role of Wednesday Adams in the series, and it's an opportunity she did not take lightly, especially not when Tim Burton, who directed four episodes of the series, reached out to her directly. I was doing a job out in New Zealand, and I had been doing that for a couple months, and I had, we were doing night shoots. I had been up for over 24 hours. I was told that Tim Burton wanted to speak to me regarding portraying Wednesday Adams in a series that Netflix was producing, and obviously I was excited at the, the idea of working with Tim and also playing such an iconic character. So I got on a Zoom for maybe 10 minutes and then I feel it was kind of set in stone from, from there. Wednesday is somebody that I had been compared to my entire life and, and somebody that I had great admiration for. So I think to finally see yourself in that, that sort of get up and associate it with yourself, um, it, is, it is really weird to see. And I think also it's the, the biggest physical transformation that I've ever done mm -hmm. for a job to where I, I really didn't look like myself. My hair was a different color and a different cut and it, you know, black and white only and paler face. It was um, absurd. But then, yeah, you go and you do that for eight months and then it, it really doesn't matter anymore. All episodes of Wednesday are available on Netflix now. The BAU is back in our number one pick, Criminal Minds Evolution. The revival of the popular CBS series, now on Paramount+, Plus, reunites original stars Joe Mantegna, AJ Cook, Kirsten Vangsness, Aisha Tyler, Adam Rodriguez, and Paget Brewster as they square off against their biggest threat yet, an unsub who used the COVID pandemic to build a network of serial killers. And when the world opens back up post-quarantine, the network goes operational, and it's up to the team to hunt down the killers. As for where we find our favorite criminal profilers in a post-quarantine world, showrunner Erica Messer previously teased to EW that the gang is not quite the gang we remember them to be. Have a listen. Everybody's in a very different place. We've got um, Prentice, who has now been promoted outside of just the BAU, unit chief. Now she has a new position where she oversees dozens of um, units. Um, Rossi has taken her place as unit chief, but he's going through a big thing. So he's kind of in all five stages of grief when we meet him mm. in the first two episodes. Um, and we will learn why um, by the end of the first hour, 
what's going on with Rossi. Um, Alves has been trying to help out Rossi and sort of stay local for a while and handle those cases while JJ and Lewis have answered every single consultant call that they've gotten in the last year, um, which means, you know, plenty of nights away from home and living on the road and how that adjusts little things, even like what they wear, right? I mean, that's adjusted what we all wear to work. Yeah. Or what we wear to work in our kitchen or, right? I mean, it's all those little details had to be thought about for for what how it's going to feel different but familiar coming back by the way original recurring guest star josh stewart also returns for the revival and it welcomes series newcomer zach guilford for more on the bau in a post-covid world tune into the two-episode premiere of criminal minds evolution streaming on paramount plus thursday And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. Who was the first actress to portray Wednesday Addams in a TV series or movie? Lisa Loring, Christina Ricci, or Nicole Fugere? And the answer is... Lisa Loring. Loring was just six years old when she played the daughter of Morticia and Gomez in the very first Adams Family TV series in 1964. The character's fascination with death and destruction that was apparent in the original New Yorker cartoons was toned down for this version, but were reinstated in more modern iterations of the character. That is our show for the rest of this week. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you after the holiday break, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Executive Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks for listening, and have a great Thanksgiving. This episode of What to Watch was written by Callie Shep and Samantha Highfield, edited by Sammy Junio, produced by Ashley Boucher, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson. What to Watch.